the Democrat plan to steal the 2024 election. Mr. Reagan. For those of you who don't have a lot of time, I'm just going to put my theory out there right at the beginning of the video. Then I will go through and I will explain it. I believe that the Democrats are going to try to keep Donald Trump's name off the ballots in Democrat-controlled states in 2024. I believe that this is their end game, and I believe that they have all the tools they need to execute this plan, and they have already taken measures to set this plan in motion. For those of you who think this is unlikely, this has already been proposed and written about in the New York Times, the Washington Post, Newsweek, and New York Magazine. I am 100% convinced that this is the Democrat plan, that it is entirely within their power to do it, and that they will get away with it if we do not immediately develop countermeasures. If you have never shared any of my videos before, if you never plan to share another video of mine ever again, share this one. Share it with everyone you know, because I think that exposing this plot is critical to the future of our republic. So in order to properly explain this plan, I need to explain the foundation of it, which is, of course, the Trump indictments. I think that many Republicans have been distracted by the idea that the Trump indictments are a way to discredit Donald Trump, that they are an attempt to brand him as a criminal. And certainly that's a nice side effect for Democrats, but this is not the reason for the indictments. And in any case, it hasn't worked. If anything, these indictments have actually improved Donald Trump's brand, and they have almost guaranteed his nomination as the Republican nominee in 2024. Donald Trump is using his mounting legal problems to increase his popularity among Republicans in the race for president. He took to Truth Social Thursday saying, need one more indictment to ensure my election. But this doesn't matter to Democrats. It doesn't matter that this has helped Donald Trump because damaging Trump's reputation is not the point. This is what magicians call misdirection. The real reason for the indictments is to establish a justification for removing Donald Trump's name from the election ballots. Many months ago, I proposed a theory on this show. This theory seemed pretty crazy, but I thought that it was important enough to present it to you. This theory was so wild that even I myself was skeptical of it. My theory was that the Democrats had a plan to accuse Donald Trump of crimes in which the consequence of being convicted carried with it a stipulation that the convicted criminal become ineligible to run for public office. That is, the crimes that the Democrats were accusing Donald Trump of committing all would disqualify him from running for president. Every false accusation was specifically formulated to stop Donald Trump from ever becoming president ever again. I believe that the Russian collusion lie was an attempt to disqualify Trump from being president. I think that the quid pro quo lie about the phone call to Vladimir Zelensky was also an attempt to disqualify Donald Trump from running for president. The January 6th incitement of insurrection accusation was obviously an attempt to disqualify Donald Trump from running for president. None of us had ever even heard the term insurrection before January 6th. Suddenly, it was being used by every so-called journalist in America to describe what happened. Why not just call it a coup? Why not call it a revolt? Well, it's because of this very specific law in America, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And this little bit of text cites incitement of insurrection as a crime. And if you're convicted of that crime, there's a stipulation attached that you would then be disqualified from ever running for public office. That's the reason why they were using the word insurrection. They were trying to condition the American people to associate Donald Trump with that crime. And even the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the accusation that Donald Trump inappropriately took documents from the White House, that was also an attempt to disqualify Trump from becoming president again. And the reason I know that the documents accusation was made specifically for that purpose is that Mark Elias, a lawyer for Hillary Clinton, 
tweeted about this specifically. He let the cat out of the bag. He couldn't keep it to himself. He had to brag about it. And by doing so, he exposed their plot. And it was because of that tweet that I started to connect the dots. I realized that the Democrats had conducted a, a meeting at some point. They probably wrote down on a whiteboard a list of crimes that they knew would disqualify Trump from ever running for president. Again, they probably had a bunch of law students, you know, flipping through law books, trying to find anything that they could that would potentially disqualify Trump from becoming president. So they made up their list and they started going through it and they started trying to accuse Trump of everything on that list. Now, the reason that I was so skeptical of my own theory is that in order to capitalize on these accusations, the Democrats would actually have had to indict Donald Trump for these crimes. They would have had to try him in a court of law for these crimes. And at the time, I wasn't convinced that Democrats would be willing to be so openly corrupt. I mean, there's no question in my mind that they would act in a way that was totally corrupt. But to do so in a way that was so obvious I mean, that seemed like a risky move to me. I wasn't sure that they would be willing to, you know, openly expose their own corruption. Now, of course, we know. My crazy theory was right. And Democrats are willing to be openly and obviously corrupt. And it was because I was so spot on about that that I am now convinced that I am totally correct about my new theory. And keep in mind, this is just speculation, but as I said, I have been proven right about everything up to this point. So I think it's a pretty safe bet that I'm right about this next bit as well. Now, convicting Donald Trump of the crimes of which he is currently accused will be a simple task for corrupt Democrats. You just need a corrupt judge, you need a jury of Democrat voters, maybe bribe or blackmail some jurors, and boom, Trump is convicted, easy peasy. However, there is a problem with this plan. We currently have a Supreme Court that is controlled by a conservative majority. If Donald Trump is illegitimately convicted of a crime, it is almost certain that such a conviction would be overturned on appeal. I can even imagine a scenario in which the Supreme Court takes up a case within like a day and overturns it. Now it's the District of Columbia, 90 some odd percent of the jury pool will have voted against them. So they may actually get a conviction from a DC jury, but will it survive appellate review and review to the Supreme Court? I do not think so. Now, I'm not a legal expert. I can't explain how all the details of this might work, but we all know that these indictments against Donald Trump are totally fraudulent. This is political persecution of the worst kind. I have total confidence that a conservative Supreme Court would be able to overturn corrupt convictions easily in each case. But this begs the question, what would the Democrat strategy be if the Supreme Court is able to overturn these convictions and Donald Trump is able to run for president again? This is a question that I don't think anyone has yet asked. And perhaps that's because no one suspects the Democrats could do anything. But never underestimate Democrat creativity when it comes to corruption. Now, I don't know if you've noticed this, but recently the left wing media has become obsessively focused on judicial ethics. In particular, they have accused Clarence Thomas of accepting lavish gifts from friends, which they claim constitutes a violation of judicial ethics. He does have one critical possible Hail Mary remaining. He and his lawyers could try to somehow find a way to kick the case up to the Supreme Court where the conservative majority would rescue him. That was one of the last desperate plans for Donald Trump's coup back in 2021 to get the Supreme Court to rule in his favor. And we know there is at least one very conservative justice who one of Trump's coup plotters thought would be particularly inclined to help out. 
I speak of this man, Clarence Thomas. Now, Justice Thomas is probably the most right-wing member of the Supreme Court in living memory. He's fully committed to remaking the country and its jurisprudence in his conservative vision. But the other thing you need to know about Clarence Thomas, and there's a lot about him, is that he's always wanted to be rich. I mean, Supreme Court justices are paid well, but nowhere near as much as a top-flight corporate lawyer. The job is not worth doing for what they pay. It's not worth doing for the grief, but it is worth doing for the principle. I mean, you do not get to be a flamboyantly rich guy if you're a Supreme Court justice, not from what they're paying. But there are a lot of flamboyantly rich guys who do have a real interest in keeping Clarence Thomas on the court. People who share his vision, his right-wing ideology, who want him to rule in line with that vision. Thomas stays put on the court in his supremely important, though, public sector job, and his wealthy right-wing supporters pay for him to live like a rich guy. A quantum surge in new, genuinely shocking reporting into the secret life of Clarence Thomas. Over the past few months, the American people have learned much about the lavish gifts from wealthy friends, but never quite like this. ProPublica using an array of previously unavailable information, including flight data, emails, security records, tax filings, and interviews with more than 100 eyewitnesses, published what they call the fullest accounting to date on the generosity that has regularly afforded Thomas a lifestyle far beyond what his income could provide. They are calling for all kinds of consequences, including just ignoring any judicial rulings that the Democrats don't like. I think we've been preparing and anticipating for there being these egregious overreaches um, by members of the judiciary appointed by a right-wing Republican Party. I believe that the Biden administration should ignore uh, this ruling. So you're saying the Biden administration should ignore this court, but what does that look like? What does that actually mean? The interesting thing when it comes to a ruling is that it relies on enforcement and it is up to the Biden administration to enforce, to choose whether or not to enforce such a ruling. But is that, do we want to live in a world where the a government can decide to ignore a federal well, court Well, no, ruling? of course. I mean, I, I do think that this, that it raises it a these important questions. I believe that the Democrats have planned a sophisticated attack on the Supreme Court in order to try to undermine the credibility of the court in the eyes of the public, or at least in the eyes of Democrat voters. And here's why. If they cannot coerce the Supreme Court to do their bidding, then I believe that their defamation of the court, their accusations that the court is corrupt, this will become a justification for Democrat-run states to remove Donald Trump's name from the ballots in the next presidential election. I believe that this is their end game. Now, Republican-run states will reject this naturally, and it won't make a difference in the deep blue states, but elections are won and lost in the purple states, in the swing states, the battlegrounds, the toss-ups. And in the swing states that Democrats control, if Trump is removed from the ballots, this would determine the outcome of the election. Donald Trump cannot win the next presidential election if his name is not on the ballots in all of the swing states. And I believe that this is their plan. The corrupt Democrats in DC, they just tell the local governments for every Democrat-run state to refuse to put Donald Trump's name on the ballot, thus ensuring a Democrat victory. And listen guys, this is a real danger. Presidential elections are not federally organized. 
they're organized state by state, and each state determines the candidates that qualify for the ballots individually. So each state can autonomously refuse a candidate. I looked up the states that are expected to be swing states in 2024. There are four states of primary concern, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Georgia. Now, for a candidate to be listed on a presidential ballot, their inclusion must be approved by the Secretary of State in most states. So I looked up the Secretary of State for each of these projected swing states, and guess what? Pennsylvania, Democrat. Wisconsin, Democrat. Arizona, Democrat. Georgia, Republican. But that Republican is Brad Raffensperger, the very Secretary of State in the center of the latest criminal indictment of Donald Trump. For good measure, I also looked up the secretaries of state for some of the more traditional swing states. Michigan, Democrat. Wyoming, Democrat. Colorado, Democrat. If Democrats decide to go forward with this plan, if they pull Donald Trump's name off the ballots in the states that they control, they will effectively remove Donald Trump's name from the ballots in all of the swing states in 2024, ensuring a victory for Joe Biden. And if you're still not convinced that this is the Democrat plan, this strategy has already been proposed and written about in the New York Times. Just a few days ago, on the 10th of August, the New York Times printed an article advocating this very plan. This is a direct quote from the article. Trump is ineligible to be on the ballot, and each of the 50 state secretaries of state has an obligation to print ballots without his name on them, adding that they may be sued for refusing to do so. I dug a little further, and I discovered that this strategy has also been written about in Newsweek, New York Magazine, and The Washington Post. So they're doing it. They are doing it. And again, they will use the justification that the Supreme Court rulings overturning any conviction of Donald Trump well, that these are illegitimate because the Supreme Court itself, they will claim, is corrupt. This is why they've been trying so hard to defame Clarence Thomas. This is why they've been trying so hard to discredit the Supreme Court. Now, look, I would love to be able to present to all of you a grand solution for this problem. Unfortunately, I'm not a lawyer. And, you know, I believe there's probably a variety of legal maneuvers that would prohibit states from removing Donald Trump's name from the ballot. But I don't know what those things are. However, it is critical that the conservative political operatives, the constitutional scholars and the top lawyers who are all in a position to do something about this. It's critical that they are aware of this Democrat plan. And it's critical that they develop countermeasures to stop it. I would love to be in the room with the Republican strategists and great legal minds that would come up with these legal maneuvers, but I myself cannot contribute as I am not a legal expert myself. However, there is another piece to this puzzle that we can fight against. That is the attempt to discredit the Supreme Court. The claim that the Supreme Court is corrupt is purely a propaganda campaign. This is something that is carried out by the leftist media. And mark my words, they will only ramp up the accusations against conservative justices in the coming months. You will soon see this all over the news. They will do everything they can to convince Democrat voters and moderates that the Supreme Court is corrupt. And with this piece of the puzzle, there is a way we can fight back. We must expose this plan. If swing voters know about this plan, they will be inoculated against it. We have to ensure that as many Americans as possible are aware that the Democrats' plan is to keep Donald Trump off the ballots in swing states in 2024 by trying to delegitimize the Supreme Court. So look, 
I do not ordinarily ask you guys to share my videos, but share this video. Share it with all your friends, share this video with everybody in your family, and let's get this message out to as many Americans as possible. Democrats are no longer playing by the rules, and it is crucial that we expose all their lies, all their corruption, and all of their dirty tricks. And by the way, the Democrats have already executed this plan once before. In the election of 1860, they refused to put Abraham Lincoln on the ballot in all the slave states. Lincoln won that election anyway. Let's hope this story ends the same way. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that the liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they are all utterly corrupt. Good night. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man.